Hi, Warriors. Welcome back to Can't Stop, Won't Stop, where we can't stop and we won't stop fighting for justice. I'm your host, Lindsay Ann. This week's episode is going to be a little bit different. You will hear for yourself the lead detective in Tanner Barton's case admit that he has a bias in the investigation. I am going to address my trolls a little bit, tell you how I deal with them, and invite you all into the reality of what I do. Are you ready? Let's do this! As always, thank you to every one of my patrons. Without each of you, you guys, there is no way that I could continue to help in the fight for justice. Due to your generosity, we are able to help many, many families. We appreciate you more than you know. And if you're wondering how you can help on a monthly basis, please visit my Patreon page at www.patreon.com backslash can't stop, won't stop, where you can learn about the four different tiers that I have available. I appreciate you. But at least on the surface, I can appear to be... um non-biased and, you know, thinking of Michelle, it's all about the family. What you just heard was the lead detective in Tanner Barton's case openly admit that he is biased in his investigation. This means that Greg Hargrove is admitting to being one-sided. It doesn't matter which side he is biased. It should be no side. Here, take a listen again. But at least on the surface, I can appear to be um, non-biased and, you know, thinking of Michelle, it's all about the family. Now, you guys, I want you to put yourself in the Barton family's shoes. What if you heard with your own ears that the lead detective on your child's death investigation was biased and against you? What if you heard that the press release closing your child's death investigation was going to look unbiased on the surface? Would you just shrug that off and move on? Would you let that slide? Would you support that statement? Or would you fight your ass off to get a fair investigation? Would you expose the good old boys in that police department? Would you fight even harder to get your child justice? I had a very challenging, honest, and candid phone conversation with one of Tanner's close friends on Wednesday, October 20th, 2021. He asked that I not reveal his name on my podcast due to his sensitivity to the case, so I'm going to call him Steve. So far, 
Steve is the only local community member to agree to talk with me about his friend. Steve is a very intelligent person, and it is very clear to me that he cares deeply for Tanner. He held me accountable. He wanted to know why the fuck I care so much about finding justice. He wanted to know when I would stop talking about his friend. He wanted to know what justice for Tanner looked like to me. He wanted to know what my goals are. He asked me some very hard questions, but every single one was justifiable. Though we both got irritated with each other at times, our conversation was able to stay respectable and professional. You guys, I'm sharing this conversation with all of you because I think you will find my answers educational as well. So number one, why the fuck do I care so much about finding justice? Steve, I care so much because of things like this. But at least on the surface, I can appear to be um, non-biased and, you know, thinking of Michelle, it's all about the family. I care so much because everyone deserves a fair chance at justice. I care so much because if we let things like this go under the radar, then we are enabling the corruption to continue. I care so much because If something happens to my child in Howard County, there is no way in hell I would trust any of the detectives to be fair and just. And neither should any of you. If they admit bias in one case, what would stop them from doing it in any other case? Number two, when will I stop talking about Tanner on my podcast? Well, Steve... I'm not sure. My answer to him first was this, quote, when Tanner gets justice, end quote. When I start working with families, you guys, I make sure that they know that I have no idea how many episodes will feature their loved one. And as we discover new proof and new facts, I will update our community of warriors appropriately. Number three. What does justice for Tanner look like? Steve, justice for Tanner looks to me like the Indiana State Police opening Tanner Barton's case and giving him a fair and unbiased investigation. If the state police conclude that Tanner's death was caused by positional asphyxia or a medical condition, then they will have to be able to support their finding. If the state police conclude that Tanner died due to the combination of marijuana, alcohol, Adderall, and lack of sleep, then they will have to support their finding and explain why his toxicology reports do not match that ruling. Steve, justice for Tanner looks to me like having a police department intact that the community can trust will be unbiased in any and all investigations. Justice for Tanner is to make sure no other family has to go through what the Barton family has been through. Then you guys, Steve told me that I appear to be biased towards the Barton family. Great point. And I'm actually really glad he brought that up. My answer is this, Steve, 
I can see exactly how it appears that I am biased towards Michelle and Jeff Barton's thoughts, but I am not. I require proof and facts of everything I report on my podcast. Up until I started looking deep into Tanner's case, no other podcaster or journalist had required proof for everything the Bartons had said. I am not biased. I am telling the truth. And due to the truth and facts being exposed, others are going to start to get nervous and become defensive and possibly even lash out at me. That's all part of it. And you know what? For example, yesterday, October 20th, 2021, I reached out to a woman who had approached Michelle early on in the investigation, and she told Michelle some gossip and some facts about people involved in the case. This woman, I will name Sally, due to her sensitive role in the case. Well, Sally sure had a lot to say and was very supportive of Michelle for a while, and she even told Michelle that I could reach out to her. So yesterday, I reached out to Sally for the first time, asking for a couple of documents that we were under the impression she may have. She responded that she never received one of them that I had asked for, and that she never received a cease and desist letter from Todd Cooney, as he had previously stated. She said she just had a letter from his attorney asking for her to remove something from Facebook. And then she said all of this to me. Quote, you two were both in town, and I told Michelle I had the letter because I dug for hours, and she didn't bother to show up nor return any calls, so it's been thrown away. My family got hurt by some of this crap going on, and my son definitely got targeted, and I hate what happened to Tanner, but none of this stuff you were doing will bring him back, and it's just creating more pain and drama for Michelle. Everyone has an empty promise for her that they're going to help and unfortunately, nothing is going to bring her son back. And I've seen some of your podcasts and quite honestly, I find them very unprofessional with your language and the stuff that you say and then laugh about. It's pretty disheartening. My family will not be targeted or involved because nothing we could say or do would ever bring Michelle's son back. And I hate that she is suffering without her boy. But all of these years later, no charges have been filed and I'm pretty damn sure no charges will be filed and you were chasing something and giving her hope that's not gonna happen. All of these threats and claims of information that you guys have is being left out and I live in this community and I am somewhat friends with Greg Hargrove's family. And you guys are the laughing stock because you're acting like you have something over his head that can destroy him and none of it will bring back Tanner. So I don't know even what your point is, but please don't contact me anymore. End quote. Sally? My response is simple. So... But at least on the surface, I can appear to be um, non-biased and, you know, thinking of Michelle, it's all about the family. Hey, Sally, what if this was said by your somewhat friend, Greg Hargrove, regarding your son's death investigation? 
Would you choose fighting for a fair look at your son's case or just stop because nothing will bring your son back? Sally, I will be the laughingstock for the rest of my life if that's what it takes to help families fight for justice. You, Sally, have never been a part of the conversations between me and Michelle. So you have no right to say that I give her empty promises. If you really want to know, Sally, the only promise I told the Bartons was that I will do everything in my power to fight for their son's justice. And that, Sally, is not an empty promise. And one more super catty thing. But Sally, you cannot watch any of my podcasts. So I'm guessing you're talking about my lives on Facebook when Dwayne and I connect with listeners in a more relaxed atmosphere. If you don't like me, then don't watch or listen. Oh, and you in fact did get a cease and desist from Cooney. Remember that document you threw away in your haste of rage? Yeah, well, I was able to get a copy of it and it states in bold the words cease and desist. Back to Steve. Question number four. What are your goals with all of this? Steve, my goals are constantly changing. Originally, my goal has always been to get Tanner's case into the hands of the state police. You guys, Steve then posed a question to me that really made me think. He said, okay, then you're telling me that if the state takes Tanner's case, you'll stop talking about him? The truth is, I don't know what will happen if and when the state takes the case. Steve called me out on my indecisiveness, and he made me think. Thank you, Steve, for challenging me. My goals are to get the cases in the right hands and to do everything I can to not allow any family to go through what way too many families go through when dealing with good old boy departments. Steve, my goal is to help police be the best investigators as possible by holding them accountable, by encouraging them to be heroes and ask for help when they know the state has more resources available. And most of all, by requesting that they look into every single case as if it was their own loved one. So you guys, today's episode was a bit different than others. I was able to bring you through an example of what just one of my days looks like as an investigative journalist. You guys, we need more Steves in this world, not Sally's. Which one are you? How about this Sally goes back and sells seashells by the seashore? So next week, you guys, D. Wayne will be back with me as we give you our thoughts on this week's Dateline episode featuring our beloved Egypt Covington. Yes, you guys, you heard that right. Egypt's story will be airing on NBC's Dateline on Friday, October 22, 2021 from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
check it out and let us know your thoughts. You can join our live this Sunday and every Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Facebook at Can't Stop, Won't Stop. You can also follow me at MyLindsayAnn on Instagram. I'd like to note, you guys, that I have zero training in law enforcement and I have zero training as a lawyer. I am just a girl that is driven to find justice. I am just a girl that truly cares. I am just a girl that has a hell of a lot more experience with victims' families than many people do with badges. It is absolutely disgusting what so many grieving families have to go through. What if this happened to your innocent child? What if your loved one's friends staged a crime scene? Would you stop fighting? Would you back down? Hell no! We can't stop and we won't stop fighting until we get answers. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please give me a five-star review on Apple Podcast. This is free and it will help get awareness to the public about the injustices happening to so many grieving families. And for those of you that don't like that I'm helping families, well, then just stay away. You guys can also check out can'tstopwon'tstop.store to purchase merchandise. That's can'tstopwon'tstop.store. You know, I don't know why so much pain and loss has to happen. I don't have all the answers. It has been nine years since Tanner Barton was taken from all of us. And And it has been four years since Brittany Bell and Egypt Covington were both taken from all of us. It has been too many years of obstacles and lies from people they trusted and from the police. It has been too many years that no family should ever have to go through. Tanner... Brittany, and Egypt. We can't stop and we won't stop fighting for you and every other victim that deserves justice. Please be sure to join our Facebook group, Can't Stop, Won't Stop, for more information, where Dwayne and I go live every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. You can also follow me on Instagram at MyLindsayAnn. A huge thank you to singer and songwriter Mr. Peace for allowing us the rights to use the song Where'd You Go featuring our beloved Egypt Covington. We appreciate you. Can't wait for next week. Oh, Peyton.